Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio with one of the leading specialists and foremost authorities in healthy techniques in relationships. Learn why honor, beauty, leadership, and self-help is important for your empowerment. Get practical information on why you attract your opposite with balancing self-love and health. Also, listen to proven strategies to avoid major interrelationship mistakes that keep you bonded and push people away. Now, here's your relationship specialist and host, Daiya Six. You're listening to The Elders' Tribute of Historical Figures Inter- Honoring and Appreciating Their Gifts Of Contribution To Society's Solution Yes, yes, yes. That is right. We are paying tribute and respect to those who are, or who have, shall I say, paved the way, sacrificed and gave themselves for the greater community, the greater good of humanity. Yes, HRT is presenting the Elders Tribute of Historical Figures interview. So who do we have? Ooh, this is going to be good. Are you guys ready to get into today's topic? Most of the time I run my mouth, but I can't do it this time because we just have too much to go, to, uh, to cover. Today's topic is your relationship with historical figures. For Black History Month, we are celebrating a legend and she's as popular think as they come as smart as they come oh my goodness we're going to talk about this woman's mind and also as spiritual as they come so we're going to talk about her and guess what we got to call her by her name Harriet Tubman you guys we have a guest who is here to help us eradicate some of these myths help us clarify the truths right Now, I've been waiting for this for about, let's see, I'm 21 now, I'm 21 years old now, minus this, minus that. No, (laughs) anyways, I've been waiting on this information for about 30 years. I'm telling my age. Now, you guys, this is what I want you to do. I want you to stay tuned because our guest just told me that there's new information here and there that is going to be spread upon us. Lord knows we need it. And she's going to share all of this with some of this right here on the show. So you guys are in the right place. And I'm going to tell you like this. When I found out about Harriet's birth, I got excited as if I gave her birth myself. (laughs) I'm going to reveal to you why I got so excited. Okay, so stay tuned for that. With that being said, we will get into what was skipped in the books in the movies and of course we know the school system because I didn't learn anything really that much about Harriet but it's okay because we're bringing you information your parents friends and regular doctors just can't tell you right here on HRT presenting the historical figures tribute interview let's find out who our guest is shall we Roy Roy let's go Yes, I love that. I love it, love it, love it. Now, let me tell you guys something. Our guest is someone that we have to be grateful for. She is a woman who has dedicated her time and energy to bringing and providing the truth to the forefront of our beloved elder and our ancestor, Miss Harriet Tubman, especially when everyone else has seemed to like forfeit the information. I say forfeit because these are things that we don't know. Her award-winning consulting work include Maryland's Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad State and National Historic Gold Park, the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Byway and All-American Road, and the Harriet Tubman Home in Auburn, New York. You may have seen her on local, national, and international television, including BBC, CBS, Sunday Morning, PBS, C-SPAN, and now HRT, of course. I want you all to lend your ear and give your attention to the educated Dr. Kate Clifford Larson. Dr. Larson, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. This is really a wonderful, wonderful moment to talk about Harriet Tubman. You know, I had to have you on because just like you, you know, you and I have talked. And when I think of Harriet Tubman, like my mouth salivates, <laughs> I'd be like, 
Harriet is what she's done, what she stood for, and the way she lived. I just say, you know, when you really want to look at someone and how divine they are or how great they are, the pudding is always in their lifestyle. You know what I mean? But you know, I'm getting ready to ask you one main question because I want the audience to get to know who you are. You ready for this? Hardcore question. (laughs) It is so rare for a woman who is Caucasian to want to discover, research, and report history about any Africans or any African descent. That is so rare. And you're going to have to start at the beginning, ma'am, because it's so rare for this to even, you know, even for a woman that is not of color to even care. So I, the first question that I want to ask you is, how did you start caring? Um, well, I, I, you know, it's part of my personality and my passion to do history. But Tubman came to me in a very interesting way. And I say she came to me because I feel sometimes that she found me. Um, mm-hmm. I was, you know, working for an investment bank. I was in business. I was not so happy. And um, I decided I wanted to go back to school and pursue a degree in history. I'd always loved history, and I wanted to pursue um, women's history. Uh And when I started back at Simmons University back in the early 1990s, I took a course in African-American history from a professor that I adored. And I fell in love with the subject, and I knew that I had to combine women's history and African-American history. At the very same time this happened, my daughter was seven years old at the time, and she was in second grade, and she came home with a little biography of Harriet Tubman. So I read it with her, and I knew who Tubman was, but I didn't know much. Uh And it just, you know, it was such a touching story, and, and I knew she was an important character, but I wanted to know more as an adult. I went to the library, and there were two books from the 19th century and one biography in 1943 for adults. All the rest were children's books. And I couldn't believe it, and I told my professors, and they're like, that can't be true. She's so famous. There must be a modern biography. Yeah. And there wasn't. <gasps> and she yep. captivated me. She just mm-hmm. captured me. I wanted to know more about her. I wanted to, to know who, who did she love? Who were her sisters and her brothers? Who were her parents? Who were her girlfriends? I mean, we all have families and girlfriends yep. and people mm-hmm. that we love. I wanted to know that about Tubman. So that set me on a path to discovering who she was and who she loved and who loved her. And 25 years later, I'm still researching her life. 25 years later. Now, why do you think that you're still researching her 25 years later? Is it because so much information is hidden? Um, That's part of it. It's not so much that it's hidden. It's forgotten Mm -hmm. somewhere. And um, we have the, 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 the parameters of her life. We have her story. But there are details that are so rich that are in letters and diaries in people's attics or in their basements or hidden in an, a library, an archive or a museum somewhere. So, you know, every few months something pops up that someone has discovered another letter where someone talks about Tubman or quotes her. And so I just can't let her go. And I, you know, I just, I love her. She's an amazing human being. And we, I feel that we all need to know her and understand Mm -hmm. her and, and celebrate her values and perhaps try to follow her lead. Okay, we're going to pause right there because we're getting ready to come up on a commercial already. Can you believe that? (laughs) So when we come back, you guys, we have all of these questions like, you know, about her father, her friends, um, the biggest myths, things that people have overlooked. All of these things, you guys, questions that the books, um, movies haven't even touched. So we have the best right here on the show on HRT, you guys, celebrating our elders and in this sense, our ancestors. You guys stay with us. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio.
bringing information your doctors, friends, and parents can't tell you. Only on HRT Radio. Attention ladies, have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. We will be right back in 30 seconds. A smart message for independent artists. HRT is now, now. supporting independent artists. Sign up for radio rotation, online interviews, top 100 to top 10 contest countdown, prizes, and more. Get your music heard. Be sure to check HRT Radio. Number one for independent artists. Radio where it's at. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. You're listening to The Elder's Tribute of Historical Figures Interview. And yes, you sure are, because you know we have to pay tribute to our elders, those that who have paved the way in so many ways, bringing positive contributions to society. I am in love with individuals who have mastered that, working on that and doing that. Okay, so if you guys are just now joining us, we do have Harriet Tubman's autobiographer, biographer. Now, is it autobiographer or biographer, Kate? Biographer biographer and you guys let me explain something to you um miss kate larson is like a pro when it comes to miss harriet tubman so if you guys are just joining us um here we go we can ready to ask her some questions that you're just not going to get in your books movies and your school system so the first thing i want to ask you dr larson is harriet's let's talk about harriet's childhood because they talk about harriet being hit in the head which they have never talked about. I've never seen it in the movie because the very first movie that I saw was uh, of Harriet Tubman was with Cicely Tyson. And they never talked about her being hit in the head, um, getting any medical treatment, anything like that. Can you take us back to when Harriet was hit in the head? Um, It was about um, uh, 1835. She was 13 years old and she was hit on the head accidentally by a weight from uh, scales in a dry goods store counter. And Mm -hmm. um, it nearly killed her. It it, uh, cracked her skull open and um, rendered her unconscious. And her mother tried to, or spent months, trying to help her recuperate and recover. And um, she was known as Minty then. She was born Araminta Ross, and they called her Mm -hmm. Minty. And Minty, um, from that point forward, suffered from seizures for the rest of her life as a result of that head injury. And there was no medical treatment at the time. You know, 1835, there was nothing. There were no medicines. But her mother, miraculously, and other people in the community helped her survive and recover. Um, And she became very, very strong and healthy afterwards. But part of that injury Mm. and the seizures that she had, um, she connected them to a very, uh, her, her spiritual life. She would hear voices when she would have a seizure and she would see bright lights and sometimes she would float above the earth, she would feel and she felt that God was talking to her and guiding her and protecting her. And so it, she became incredibly, incredibly spiritual, deep, she had profound faith. And um, mm. it, so and it was partly, you know, a, a very uh, strong Christian faith, but there were blendings of um, African cultural and spiritual traditions that were part of that. She just had a sense of a, an overwhelming spiritual universe and a spiritual being that was protecting her and guiding her. And, you know, I don't think that we can argue with that because something did guide her and protect her her mm-hmm. whole life. And she yeah. was in a lot of risky places, but 
she survived. And so she just and you know what? wrong person. That's not, that's. And you know what? That sounds like my life today, <laughs> to tell mm-hmm. you the truth. You know, that really sounds like my life today, My, you know, my, my spiritual walk and, you know, the, um, what I go through spiritually and, and uh, my dreams and, you know, the whole nine. But I guess I kind of jumped ahead because um, I forgot that at six years old, I'm going to go back just a little bit. Yeah. Because at six years old, was it true that she was a nanny at six? Yeah, it was tragic. Um, the, the horrible thing about slavery, I mean, there were many horrible things, but the separation of families was a, a centerpiece of slavery. And Edward Brodus, uh, Minty's enslaver, he enslaved her mother and all of her siblings. He hired Tubman out, leased her out as a babysitter to another family when she was six years old. And that the woman of the house there um, would whip her. And so she bore the scars on her neck from those whippings till she was 91 years old in 1913. So it was a a really scary childhood. She was neglected. She missed her mother. She talked in interviews about how she would cry at night because she missed her mother so much. I mean, how can human beings do that to another human being, a child? Right, right. That's what happened to her. But she, you know, she had a family that loved her and did whatever they could to protect her, even though they couldn't be with her all the time. She had very strong parents who did what they could to to help her survive. Mm. So how many siblings? Because in the movie, I do not remember or even in any books. And these have always been my questions. Did Harriet Tubman have siblings? And if so, how many? How many sisters? How many brothers? So there were eight children in the, I mean, nine children in the family, and she had four brothers and four sisters. And she was right in the middle. She was the fifth child. So um, there were many children. They were very, very close. Unfortunately, Edward Brodus um, sold three of Tubman's sisters, Lina, Soph, and Mariah Riddy, away from the family, which was devastating, a brutal thing, and they never saw them again. And um, yeah. so the, mm-hmm. the family... Uh, relationships were so important to Tubman and and that's why she ended up going back and rescuing people she wanted to rescue her siblings and her parents and the people that she loved and um, so that's a testament to those strong family relationships that she had yeah so her, her sisters were sold away so it was just really her and her brothers at that point and she had one other sister, Rachel, who oh, was actually okay. featured in the film, and she ended up dying before Tubman could rescue her and um, and rescue her children. Now, what age exactly did Harriet start rescuing people? She escaped um, in 1849. She was 27 years old. And um, within a year, she started rescuing people. Her first rescue mission was in 1850, so she was 28 years old when she conducted her first mission. Okay, okay, because see, I thought she was a lot younger, and in the movie, it comes, well, in the movies and shoot in some of the, um, um, you know, um, books, it's, I thought that she was a lot younger. And you know something that I want to ask you? Did Harriet ever get pregnant? Did she ever have any children? We don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. That's sort of a gap in the historical record. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we just don't know. Yeah, because back then, a lot of times women had children at an early age. Yes, right? Yeah. Like 14, 15. I mean, infertility was an issue as well. So we um, it's hard to say. We don't know. We don't know. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I take it that, um, shoot, we, yeah, we wouldn't know. I mean, we, and you know what? This is so frustrating because she is such a woman of power and, and grace simultaneously in a sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just like, you know, I was like, someone has to have documented more information. We're going to get into that too, but I want to ask a, a few questions that's actually on my list so that my listeners can kind of, um, cause some of the questions came in. And one of the questions that I want to ask you is Harriet Tubman's father. He was free. He was a freeman, right? 
he became free um, when he okay. was, yeah, much older. Right. Okay. So he was born into slavery and then he became he was, free. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Now, when he became free, is that before Harriet ran away or? Yes. After? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. He, can't, he was. He became free about ten years before she ran away. He was a very, very well respected, admired man, highly skilled. Um, he was a. He was a great man, and I think they show that in the film that he was. He was a, a good father and a really great man. Yeah, it showed that he was a good father and he loved her, right? But you know what they showed in the movie that I was just like, oh my God, was her father really like that? It showed like he was a like some people say, oh, he, you know, he a scary cat. He's a punk. Because remember in the movie, right? Um, he was saying, Harriet, I don't want you um, um, doing these trips no more. I don't want you doing this no more. I don't want, and, and I can't really say that, it, you know, he came across as a punk or, or scary because, you know, that's, those are the words that I heard people say. But maybe he just came across as a concerned father. So was her father for her during the Underground Railroad or not? Because I did hear you once say that her father kind of knew uh, the seas or the ship or something like that. So he kind of knew how to get around a bit. He did. So um, I know they played that up in the film, and I think that was to show a father's concern and worry about his daughter, that if she was caught, she could be killed. Mm -hmm. So he didn't want that. But he was an Underground Railroad agent himself. He was was doing secret things as well. So um, she was in good company, and he knew the risks and the... The, the problems that she faced as a woman, first of all, it's one thing to be a man and be doing this. You know how men right. think they can do yes. anything. Yes, ma'am. Um, and she's a five foot tall uh, woman who was disabled with these seizures and she could not read or write. And so I'm sure he was worried about what might happen to her if she were caught or that she would be caught. But he, you know, he raised an amazing daughter. He, you know, he trained her. He helped her with the skills that she needed to navigate that landscape, the water, to read the night sky, to to read people's faces. He helped her with that. So did her mother. So while he may have been worried about her, he also had confidence in her because he knew she was an amazing, amazing human being. Wow. You know what? So it's almost like her father helped guide her, which any great father would do. Right. Right. Okay. So what age did Harriet get married to? Who was it? John? Was it John? John John Brown? Oh, John. John Tubman. Right. Okay. What age did she get married? She was um, 22 years old when she married John Tubman. And he was a free man, born free to free parents. So in her, the community that she grew up on on the eastern shore of Maryland, about half the black population was free. So most families were blended families of free and enslaved people. And all I know is he must have loved her deeply to marry her because he could have married a free woman and then he wouldn't have had to worry about who owned his children, etc. But by marrying, you know, Harriet, he gave up a lot because she was technically legally enslaved owned by edward Broden. okay we are going to pause right there oh my goodness we're getting ready to come up on a break again when we come back you guys more information we're going to get into harriet tubman um let's see i want to know if she actually really held a baby underwater to stay quiet things like that that's what i heard i don't know if you know anything about that dr larsa but i'm definitely going to ask you <laughs> and then uh, uh we have other questions you guys don't go anywhere Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques. Right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Bringing love, beauty, diversity, and relationship awareness on HRT Radio. Attention ladies, would you like to create a platform for your success? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? Well, 
If you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty and the first to do it globally. Come create value. Make a difference while serving your community. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Beat the early bird deadline. Go to www.missindigenous.com. Apply now. Get your music heard. Get your music heard. Get your music heard. On HRT Radio Rotation. This is the Tokenet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Keep listening to The Elder's Tribute of Historical Figures Interview for enduring, sacrificing, and motivating. Yes, for all of that, whoo, 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 you guys, we have Dr. Kate Clifford Larson joining us to educate us about the wonderful and brave Harriet Tubman for Black History Month. You guys, and of course, we have some more questions. I have more questions for her, for you guys. You guys sent in questions, and I'm going to ask them for you, okay? So, you ready, Dr. Larson? Yes. Okay. So, I want to know the difference between Harriet Tubman's husbands and they were um, Mr. Tubman and Mr. What was it Mr. Davis right was it Davis right, right. what was the um, difference between so John Tubman was a free man born of free parents in Dorchester County Maryland Harriet Tubman married him in 1844 um, and he you know, he was in love with Tubman, and they married and lived together. But when she ran away, um, he did not go with her. And that would have been very, very dangerous for him to do. If they had been caught, he would have been sold into slavery or killed. So that was risky mm. for him to go. Okay. Um, after she left, he ended up marrying a free uh, woman, and they had four children together. Um, and then he was killed after the Civil War by a white neighbor who got in an argument with him and shot him at the side of the road. So after that, um, in 1867, Tubman felt that she was free to marry again. And um, she fell in love with Nelson Davis, who was a Civil War soldier that had gone to Auburn, New York, to work in the mills. Um, in that city after the Civil War. He had some buddies from, from the Civil War that were living and working there. And he boarded in Tubman's home and they fell in love. And he was 22 years younger than she was. And they got No married. way. Yeah, yep. 22 okay. Years <laughs> now, you know what? This is... <sighs> She sounds like me. Well, not because I married somebody 22 years younger or whatever or whatever. Younger, no. But this is, listen, you just really boggled my mind because she married John Tubman first. John Tubman was involved with another woman and she didn't really take it a step further with another man until John Tubman was gone and deceased. Right. She felt the commitment was forever. Do you hear um, that? See, yeah. that's what I'm talking. That's right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I mean when I say that she reminds me of myself. Because talk about integrity and honoring your word. Right. That's deep. They do not talk about that in the books or the movies. They don't. They don't. Wow. Wow. And of that's- course, you know, she hadn't met Nelson Davis yet either. And then when she mm-hmm. met him, she fell in love with him. And he obviously fell in love with her. He was so much younger, he could have married somebody else. But, uh, you know, Tubman, she was Harriet Tubman. Of course he'd fall in love with her. Right, who wouldn't, right? She's a, right. She's a warrior by law, by, by universal law. Okay, so here's one right here. 
did she ever have to shoot anyone during her escapes? Because, you know, they sometimes, you know, they've shown Harriet, you know, she had that gun to keep people in check, which I do not blame her, right, for her safety and everyone else's safety. I always wondered if she ever had to fire that ra- um, that rifle on anyone or that. Yeah, she had a right. Is it? Well, it, it shows she no, had a rifle. No, it was rifle. a pistol. She oh, it was a pistol. Okay. 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 Did so she, she did not shoot anybody um, on the Underground Railroad. And there was someone that made up that story in the 1930s because they thought that sounded cool, but that never happened. However, there is an interview with a man um, who lived in New Bedford, Massachusetts, who said that he escaped with Harriet Tubman and he was afraid and wanted to go back. And she pointed the pistol at him and said, uh, you go on or die. So he decided to Oh, my goodness. I can't blame her for that, though. Okay, so guess what? We have a clip. Roy, are we ready for that clip? Uh, We have a clip I want you guys to listen to. And I'm going to tell you guys why I chose this clip, okay? Because I got excited. Remember when I told you I got excited almost as if I have given birth myself? There's a clip we're getting ready to play for you guys. Go ahead, Roy. Let's get it together nine children. Harriet was the fifth child. Um, They were married about 1808 and their first child actually was born in 1808, Lina. Um, Another daughter was born in 1811, uh, Mariah Ritty. Another, Soph, then Robert. Then Harriet Tubman was born in probably late February, early March, 1822. And we know this because a couple of slave masters were forced to testify at one point um, in the 1850s about the ownership of Harriet Tubman's family. It's a very complicated story about contesting a will written in the, the 18th century about ownership of Harriet's mother, and which meant ownership of her children. So fortunately, we have testimony from these masters who say that she was born about 1822. And then in another court case, Um, There was a journal deposited as part of the um, exhibits to this court case, and there was a record of Harriet Tubman's mother giving birth and the payment to the midwife for that birth, and it was March 15th, 1820. Woo, Dr. Larson! Listen, when I heard you say that, okay, I said, late February, early March, Harriet, if that's the case, Harriet Tubman was a Pisces. Oh. (laughs) I am a Pisces born March 6th, okay? And then on top of that, my girlfriend, who is Natalie Randall, she does uh, Black Business Women Rock, right? She's March 15th. So I'm definitely going to let her know, if she's not listening to this, but I'm definitely going to let her know that, girl, you and Harriet Tubman, if not close, was probably on the same day. So when I saw that, I got excited. Yes, Pisces. So that's why I kept saying, that's why I saw, I mean, and you guys listen, a lot of you guys can see yourself in Harriet. Okay. But I do. I see myself in Harriet. Okay. So I wanted to bring that to you guys' attention that it's a possibility that we're coming up on her birthday, you know, when she was here on this planet. So, you know, it was perfect timing. That's what I said. I got really excited. Okay. Now I want to talk about her nationality, her nationality a little bit. Okay. Okay. So what I wanted to know is um, Harriet Tubman. Okay. I wanted to know her nationality because I've heard people say that she was Native American. I heard them say that she was of African descent. And I could see why they said that because, you know, there was these things, you know, there was this um, time period where it was called um, indentured servants. And a lot of people got mixed up and mixed around and the whole nine. So are you familiar with what her nationality or ethnicity was? So what we know is that she told uh, one interviewer that she was, um, her parents were both descended from Africans. And then in another interview, she said that her mother was the daughter of a, an African mother and a white man. And that's all we know. And also that she was Ashanti, that she was descended from Ashanti peoples um, on the west coast of Africa in what is today Ghana. And, um, and in fact, many of the um, slave trade ships that came from the west coast of Africa, the Ashanti people, were brought to the Chesapeake because the Ashanti 
were incredibly skilled at um, cutting trees down and creating beautiful farms. And that's what Chesapeake um, enslavers, European Americans wanted. They wanted to clear the timber and create um, farm fields. So it's likely that she was descended from Ashanti people. And of course the Ashanti were warriors and they, you know, fought the British off for a very, very long time. And the women in the Ashanti culture are very powerful. And so um, I think that fits Tubman's personality, her mother and other women in the community that, you know, she was powerful. She had this, this lineage and this power to her that explains mm. part of her personality. Got you. Now, I'm going to ask the ultimate question, you guys, when we went on a break. I wanted to ask Dr. Larson, because I've heard that Harriet Tubman held a baby underwater to stay quiet because they were being pursued by, you know, slave um, slave owners and, you know, the whole nine. So have you ever heard that, Dr. Larson? I have never heard that before. No, she never (laughs) did that. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) I think people just make things up because it sounds good to them. (laughs) Oh, my God. I kept saying, well, how the heck did she do that? You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to breathe air into a baby's mouth? But, you right. know, that's what I heard. So I can, and, and I was, you know what? There's a lot of things that just did not make sense to me. And that always was one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so when you're looking at the, at the movies and you're reading, you know, certain books about her, do you ever look at and go, Mm-mm, they're so wrong? They should have done this better. They should have done that better. How accurate are the movies and books that people tell about Miss Miss Tubman? So there are a lot of children's books that are inaccurate about Tubman, although the ones that are being published more recently in the past five or ten years are better than the older ones. Um, and the recent movie, I think, is very, very accurate to the whole story of um, the time period. It isn't totally accurate to Harriet Tubman, but I think they absolutely got Harriet Tubman's character, her physical strength, her spiritual strength, the love of her family. That is all true. And the courage that she had is all there on that screen. Okay, so when we come back, because I haven't seen the movie, because I heard critics just really just knock it you know against the wall like you know what this was just ugh. so when we come back i'm gonna ask you what part of it wasn't incorrect do you think you can answer that when we come back sure Ah, you guys, we have Dr. Kate Larson answering all of these questions that I wanted to know for over 25, no, we'll say 12 years. I don't want to tell my age. (laughs) You guys stay tuned with us. We have more questions that we're going to ask. All right, don't go anywhere. Tunes is coming up. Stay connected with DIEA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Healthy Relationship Talk Radio, home to the best positive disruptors. Need relationship advice? Get proven strategies and techniques. Submit your letter and get notified when your letter is answered. Send your letter to Dear Diea. Your relationship column. This is a 30 seconds message. An important message for HRT listeners. Healthy Relationship Talk Radio, bringing you information your parents, friends, and regular doctors can't tell you. Join us every Thursday for life-changing information brought to you by our guest. Learn from positive disruptors. Get proven strategies. Subscribe. And text HRT Radio to 31996 and never miss another show. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Keep listening to True History. Your History. Our History. 
The Elder's Tribute of Historical Figures Interview. Yes, true history, our history, your history. You guys, we have Dr. Kate Clifford Larson joining us. Oh, my goodness. And when I tell you that she's given us information that we're just not going to find in our regular books and, you know, things like that, she has solely done her research. And I'm so thankful to have run across her and her information. I just had to have her on the show this month. Right. So, Dr. Larson, let's go ahead and tell people about what we were just talking about on the break if people wanted to take a summer trip what do you think would be the best place to go for them i might do it myself (laughs) um well i really recommend that people travel to the chesapeake and go to maryland on the eastern shore where the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Visitor Center and State Park is. And it's a it's a new visitor center. It's just three years old. It's beautiful. It's all the latest research on Harriet Tubman and it's interactive exhibits and it's it's beautiful. Um, and that mm-hmm. sits on the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad Byway, which is 126 miles long throughout the Eastern Shore, and you can go and visit the sites of where Harriet Tubman was born and raised and worked and where she escaped from and her rescue missions. And the landscapes are just... She, you can go to the store where she had the head injury from uh, when she was 13. It's just a magnificent experience. And Oh, then, my God, that store is still there? The store is still there, and it's open to the public. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then also, if you want to go to New York, upstate New York, central New York, Auburn, New York, is where Harriet Tubman's home is, that she lived in the last 50 years of her life, and uh, the home for the ages that she established, as well as the church that she helped build, uh, the Thompson Memorial Amy Zion Church, and her grave site, which is very, very moving at Fort Hill Cemetery in Auburn, New York. Um, so there, hmm. there are just many things that you can go and see and experience those landscapes and hear the stories about Harriet Tubman and, and how she managed to do all those amazing things. And such a tiny person with a disability accomplished so much. And then, you know, I think going on those landscapes makes us all sort of think about if she had those disadvantages at that time, what are we doing? You know, exactly. We yes, can do ma'am. So much we can do so much, and to honor her and her values of freedom, fighting for freedom and equality and justice mm-hmm. and self determination. Um, her her values of of she loved her family and the community, and she had strong faith. She lived by her faith. All those things are are things that we all say that we value and that we want to you know, fight for. And I think by learning about Tubman, it really sends it home that we need to do that. And we can because we have the advantages that she never had. Exactly. And then even talking about that, how long did the journey usually take? I want to know how long her journey take. And some people say she's rescued over like 30,000 people. And I'm saying, how was that even possible with no vehicles? So (laughs) let's cover, (laughs) let's cover some of that. How long did a journey, a journey normally take? Um, it could take, so it would be about 90 miles to Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, where there was a very significant underground railroad community that could protect her, and then another 20 or 30 miles to Philadelphia. So say a hundred, between 100 and 120 miles. She Sometimes it would take her uh, three weeks to, to go that far. Other times it could be three or four days because she would have transportation. She would get on a train and that would take her north very, very quickly. It depended on how much money she had because it always cost a lot of money to do a rescue mission. She needed money to pay people to bribe them. She needed money for train tickets or boat tickets or food or medicine or to pay people who helped them along the way. So it was expensive, wow. but it yeah. could vary. And then it would be, you know, any time, any few more days or even a few more weeks to get from Philadelphia all the way to Canada. Now, was it true that she was an entrepreneur? She had to have been. She was. <laughs> she was a businesswoman. Yep. She oh, was, uh, when she was enslaved, 
she purchased, um, she was able to save money because she could hire herself out and she bought two oxen. So that increased her earning potential. And so I think she was trying to save money with her husband, John, um, to purchase her freedom, but it was too late. Her her master died and that was the end of that idea. Um, And then when she lived in Auburn, New York, she was an entrepreneur. She ran a brick-making business with her um, second husband, Nelson Davis. She had a Mm -hmm. farm that she sold produce from. She raised animals that she sold and chickens and eggs and she was just, uh, and she worked as a domestic, and she did everything she needed to do to provide for her family, her relatives, and she took in people all the time who had nothing, who were homeless or sick or orphaned, and um, she just did what she had to do to provide for everybody. Wow. And speaking of that, I know sometimes people got sick. What type of medicines did she use? Are any of that documented? So some of it is documented, actually. Um, she used cobwebs to wrap wounds. Apparently, that's a really good cobwebs. thing to do. Um, okay. She would put moldy bread in whiskey and give that to treat like respiratory ailments and other infections. And during the Civil War, she made a concoction from roots of things in the swamps and made a tea and gave it to the soldiers, and it helped cure them of dysentery. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Because she was a nurse, correct, she right? She was a nurse during the war and a spy. She was a soldier. She was unbelievable. She was a superhero. She really Yeah, was. she was a superhero. And listen, I'm, my mind is boggled right now. Because how did she do all of this, Dr. Larson? And nobody, like, captured her. Like... How is she able to do all these things, be successful at it, be a runaway, you know, help others run away, and no one ever caught her? I think part of it is that she was brilliant. She was a genius. Even though we judge geniuses by, you know, their mathematics or they could read and write, she had a brilliant mind. And also, she had this tremendous faith that kept her calm, that she trusted, and um, she believed in her instincts and in the voices that spoke to her, and also just her faith. She just had confidence that she was doing the right thing and that God would protect her and keep guiding her. And obviously Mm -hmm. that worked because she never thought. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, goodness gracious. Okay, you guys, we have a quick intervention. Stay with us. This is a 30 seconds message. Are you an independent artist who needs a little support with your music? Text to join HRT's VIP list to see if you qualify for music rotation. Applications are now open. Complete the form and submit today to get ahead of the game. Text one word HRT Radio to 31996. That's HRT Radio to 31996. All applicants will not be accepted. Space is limited. So what do you think is one of the biggest myths you heard about Harriet Tubman? Well, there are several. One is that she went to all different places in the South 19 times and rescued 300 people. That's not true. She said Mm -hmm. herself that she only went back to Maryland and rescued family and friends. And she said that she rescued between 40 and 50 people. But we can document about 70. And then she gave instructions to another 70 or so more who found their way to freedom by following her directions and using her contacts on the Underground Railroad. And also, there was no $40,000 reward for her capture. It was just a $100 reward. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I wanted to know. Okay. You guys, well, guess what? Next, I got to, oh my goodness. That's a lot of information to really take in. And one show is not <laughs> going to cover everything about Harriet. You, you, you know what I mean? I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show. You guys, I just have to bring this up right, um, right now. Uh, I feel so good, though. Thank you. (laughs) Next week, we continue our tribute by honoring the most popular salute in human society. Do you guys remember in 1968 Summer Olympics, which you see two African-Americans, United States athletes named Tommy Smith and John Carlos, give the Black Power salute after the 200 meters? And in the picture, you have Australian athlete Pete Norman standing beside him. Well, we have Australian silver medal winner, 
Heat Turd Norman's nephew, Matt Norman, will be joining us to explain what that salute and picture really captured. Plus, we'll talk about the movie salute and if you don't want to miss another show just text hrt radio one word to 31996 all right dr larson you are so awesome you are so awesome and thank you so much um where can people find you right quick even though you guys her information will be on hrt radio you can go hrtradio.com but just go ahead and tell people where they can find you they can go to um, kateclifford.larson.com or harrietubmanbiography.com and they can learn about Tubman, find out about what I'm doing, and um, and just go out and, and try to visit the places of Tubman's life and that we can do the things that she did if we just have a little bit of courage, just a part of the courage that she had. Exactly. And your book, tell us a little bit about your, your book. We have about a minute and a half. Um, it's Bound for the Promised Land, Harriet Tubman, Portrait of an American Hero. And um, it has um, lots of information that had never been found about her before, about her family, her life, the community that she lived with in Dorchester County while she was enslaved. Those people helped raise her along with her parents. They helped give her the education she needed to survive, to learn, to to become an Underground Railroad agent. You'll learn about the black mariners who were key in the story of the Underground Railroad mm. and the lifeblood of communities that were enslaved uh, in the South. So I encourage mm-hmm. you all to read about that. And, and I Yeah. Yeah, I have to come. I really have to get your book, really, because I said, oh, my goodness, I know you have so much information. Um, Do you have any other books that you can recommend that you read yourself where you're like, okay, yep, they hit right on? So there's a new book out for some of your readers. There's a a new book out um, called uh, She Came to Slay, and it's by um, Erica um, Dunbar. And it came out last year, and it's a young reader version of Tubman's story. And it's very Mm -hmm. well done. And for those who don't want to go through my bigger, thicker book, um, Erica has done a good job of condensing a lot of that information. And she has images and photographs in it as well. So she came to slay by Erica Dunbar. Okay, well, we know your book is going to be a good read. I don't care how thick it is. You know, <laughs> we know your book is going to be a good read. Well, we're coming up to the end. You guys, we want to thank um, Dr. Kate Clifford Larson for coming to us and sharing this information for the Elder Tribute of Historical Figures interview. Yes, we had information about our elder and ancestor. And, you know, I have to ask you this question, Dr. Larson, based off the information that I've given you. And well, you didn't give me any information, but just the you know questions that I've asked and the information that you have given us. Do you approve this message on HRT? I approve this message on HRT. Woohoo! You guys should approve this message on HRT. I'm wish I'm wishing everybody love, peace, truth, justice, and freedom. Same time, same place next week. We got one more show to celebrate our elders. This tribute of historical figures. This interview, you guys, I love you all. Thank you so much for joining us. And hey, keep sending in your questions because I'm going to continue to answer. Love, peace, truth, justice, and freedom. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for coming on, Dr. Larson. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Join us next week, same time, same place, as Daia continues to give practical tools for simple, healthy, face-to-face relationship living. Remember, relationships aren't hard if you have the proper tools to build you a solid foundation. Also, search for Healthy Relationship Talk Radio on Spreaker, iTunes, Facebook, and iHeartRadio. Get videos, live shows, and member access of HRT Community by visiting hrtradio.com.